tried my best. I tried my best to get him to say this about preaching today, but he he just does like he does. Amen. He didn't want to do it. He's on vacation. <laughs> Hallelujah. My goodness. Let's all stand together just for a moment. Amen. Scriptures in Jeremiah, the very first chapter, verses 11 and 12, just two verses. Not a very deep message, but this is something that the Lord just kept pressing, pressing on my heart. Y'all want to just preach a little bit, if y'all will help me. We may, it may not take so long today, but we'll just do whatever it takes, all right? Amen. Glad you've already gotten what you got. Glad you already felt what you felt. But our problem is that we get, we get satisfied too quick. Our spiritual appetite wanes. Two or three goosebumps pretty much does it. Amen. For a lot of Christians in our world today. But I want a, a spirit like Jacob that wrestled with the angel all night long. And when it began to break day, I feel like I got some people in here that's hungry for, for more of God. Listen, th- don't ever let the enemy tell you that you've got enough. Don't let your flesh tell you, oh, I have this experience. Nobody's doubting your experience. But, but when you get to the point like my grandson, when he thinks he's hungry and he opens the refrigerator, I can tell he's just, just looking in there. He just, it's all kinds of stuff, thank God, amen, in my refrigerator. But when he stands there and looks up in there, I know that he's really not hungry. Because if you're hungry, there's all kinds of things. I think some folks come to church. I'm preaching, I haven't even read my text yet. I feel like some people come to church satisfied. They don't really want anything. They're not hungry for anything else. They feel like that's been squared away, some folks, for years. But that's not how you come to church. You come to church knowing that God is bigger than that. He's bigger than our experience. He's bigger than the power of God that you feel now. I've got to have more of God. And the angel told Jacob, it's breaking day, let me go. I've got to, he says, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. You don't think Jacob was already blessed? Sure he was. But he had this deep longing and this hunger for a deeper relationship with God. We are so far. Listen, I love what we've got. I love what we feel. Don't let me start out being critical. I want this to be an inspirational message. Amen. But we live so far below our privileges. What I mean by that is God paid for so much more than what we're getting. It is available. Victory is available. Deliverance is available. And no, I've been on this lately. No, you don't need 12 steps. I said this. I said this in a service. Maybe it was Wednesday night. Uh, you know, you know. I, listen, whatever AA or NA and anybody can help you with drugs. Now, I'm, I'm for them. I'm not against them. Please let me qualify that. If it takes 12 steps, just go after it. Just get off of the junk. All right? Or however, how many steps it takes. But it doesn't take 12 steps. You know how they got, you know the best motivator that I know of, I didn't think of this for years. Now I don't know if it's true and I don't believe if people smoke a cigarette they're going to hell and if they take a drink they go. I believe if I could judge, somebody said, you judging me? No, here's the way I do it. I believe I'd go to hell if I did it. They preached that to us. I don't know if they said that outright but they insinuated that very strong. You talk about a motivator. Like you're gonna be lost if you don't quit drinking, guess what? I just needed one step to the altar. You can't smoke them cigarettes and get tobacco and expect to be a witness for God. 
You know, probably if they'd have told me, well, you, I don't know, I'd probably still be smoking. Guess what I did? They said, you're going to hell if you do that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> no more cigarettes. I'm not saying that for you. I'm just simply saying, what a motivator for me. Maybe we're too easy on this thing. I know the world will tell you it's all right to do it, but when you do it, they're the ones that are going to go, oh, I thought you was a Christian. We're called to be witnesses. Hallelujah. Let me get my scripture here. Love y'all. Amen. Just bear with me here. Jeremiah 1. Amen. Verse number 11. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me. You know, we could preach on that right there. I'd hate to be in a place that nobody ever heard from God. I'm glad I'm in the church. I feel feel the Lord moving me and talking to me here. I feel him right now. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? And I said, I see a rod of, of an almond tree. The Lord said to me, let me just finish this. The emblem of alertness. This is what, that's what he was seeing right here. Amen. And activity. Blossoming late in the winter. And I'm reading Amplified. I know you don't have that here. Verse 12. The Lord said unto me, you have seen well. You saw something. I'm, I'd hate to not see anything. When I pray and when I come to church and when I worship, you have seen well for I am alert and active, this is God speaking right now, watching over my word to perform it. Oh, he said some things. We think it's in an old dusty book back there somewhere. Maybe somebody had forgotten it years ago, skimmed over. No, 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 no. God said some things, and he said, I'm not I'm just saying it. I'm just not all talk. Amen. I said some things, but I'm ready to perform those things that I spoke about. I'm ready to do something. I'm ready to put some action into what I'm talking about here. Amen. Look around, smile at a couple of people, tell them how handsome and how good looking they are, how pretty their tie is. Tell them how much you like their hairdo. Hallelujah. Bless y'all. Bless y'all. Y'all help me out back here. God bless you. Amen. I'm going to try to stick with my notes, all right? At least I have a stopping place when I do that, all right? In, in Jeremiah's vision here, when he heard from God and, and God began to speak, he saw a branch of almond blossoms. Now, think about it just a moment. I, I, I went online and I looked up a couple of things. The almond tree is one of the earliest trees to bloom in Palestine. Now, you all know how I am. Brother Patton, when we, when we first moved here in 1982 and y'all was here right down there in Lanham and we fellowshiped a lot, we, we're, we're both from North Louisiana. And, uh, and so, you know, it was, it was, it get cold. It snows about every 10 years down there, maybe. And, and, and this Maryland weather, it was like, it was like, it was horrible, but, but it was, but we were young and it, and it was a challenge then, but the older I get, the colder these winters get. And the more that I'm like, is spring ever, see, Mar- by March down there, you know, them y'all mowing grass. You know, and up here, it just will not get warm. I'm like, I'm ready. I'm sick of snow. I'm sick of cold weather. And I take a little blood 
thinner. You know, I take an aspirin and I also take a, uh, uh, a fish oil tab and it thins your, thins your blood a little bit. Help you, old ticker here, help your heart. But, but you get cold to the bone if your blood is thinner. And so, oh God, I, pr- I pray for warm weather here. And I kind of feel like that's what Jeremiah was like when in this early, early spring, nothing is bloomed out, nothing had but the trees and the leaves had not come out, amen. But he sees this almond tree, this almond blossom, amen. The almond tree was one of the earliest trees to bloom in Palestine. So it was early, early spring. Even before it puts forth leaves, it puts forth blossoms. And if you've been cold, and if you can spiritualize that just a little bit, if you've been through a dry season, a cold spell, no warm Holy Ghost moving in your life, you're just doing it because it's the thing to do, but you don't feel anything, all right? There's no wind of the Holy Ghost blowing, amen. You're just kind of going through the motions and you really hadn't seen or felt a real Holy Ghost service or a move of God in your life and you just see a blossom come forth, amen. Listen, we gotta be able, we have to train ourselves to be a little bit more sensitive in the Lord, amen, because things will get you down. Things will get to looking bad at your house and around your house and in your family. Your finances can get pretty bad. You can run out of money before you run out of the month and so, and I know how that is and so you just, you, you, you need something from God. So you have to have a vision. You have to have something spiritual, something supernatural that'll let you see something in the spirit, amen, that will help you along and help you make it through these hard, cold times. This is what we're talking about here. Hallelujah, amen. The blossom is a delight after the cold winter, amen, amen, beautiful to look at. It's fragrant to the smell, but but it's much more. It's anticipation. It's a promise. Not people, people are not even noticing it much, but, but you look down through the woods and you see that tree. Wait a minute, if there's still a chill in the air, we've not had a breakout Holy Ghost revival lately. Amen, we hadn't had too many people running the aisles and running to the altar and praying through and the baptismal has lightened up and slacked up a little bit. Amen, but hold, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm seeing something. I know it's cold. <clears throat> I know that it's harsh, and I know this, listen, 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 we we can get focused. I wouldn't sweep anything under the rug that you're going through. I I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't wouldn't discount your trouble and your problem. They're real. But what you have to learn how to do, and you do learn, amen, let the Spirit teach you and let it train you and lead you to see that. Sister Hyen, my heart is broken broken and stirred and moved by your grandchildren's situation. But, but in the middle of that, I can't think of a tougher problem, right? I can't think of a worse situation. I, I warned my, my wife, and maybe this is negative talk, maybe it is, but, it, but things are real. Our, our little beautiful grand, and we got other grandkids too, but this is the latest one. Amen, when Kyle, I said, y'all, I'm gonna tell you. The, the others, they, they lived, you know, they lived off in Texas or Shreveport or, you know, or, or Alexandria and we would, we would hug them and we'd cry and then they would leave or we would leave and, and, and then we, you kind of get over. But this one's been with us since she's been born. And I told my wife and Chad and Melissa, I said, I'm telling y'all now, if something happened to that baby, I'd just go nuts. Y'all gonna have to help me. 
So my heart goes out to these situations. But here's what we have to learn. We have to learn to look past. I don't know how to tell you how to do this, but the Lord will help you. I don't know what to do. There's no way out. I can't see any way. He said, amen, that he would make a way where there seemed to be, somebody needs to hear me, where there seemed to be no way. I'm talking about a God that loves us, a God that died for us before we were even thought of, but he knew us when we were in the womb. He knew us before we were, he has a plan for us. And so somebody has to see that blossom. It's winter time, it's cold, it's harsh, it's ugly, nothing's going right with me. But you can learn if you just get in the spirit just a little bit. Oh, I need to get me an altar. You know, I talk about it here, Brother Patton. Amen, I make my way over here to the church when nobody's around and pray. Amen, I pray for every one of you, every family in this church. I'm gonna say something every once in a while. You can count on it. I'm gonna say something to confront you. And so I may have already done it today, but I'm not taking it back. You know why I'm trying to get you out of this world when the trumpet sounds? Listen, it seems like that our world is going to hell in a handbasket, amen, and nobody cares. It seems like folks care more about the Kardashians or who's gonna, I know the Ravens play their first game today and it's people, some of you, you're afraid we're gonna get to say it. I may just keep you here longer just out of meanness. So I'm just telling you now, amen, if you want a wimp up here in the pulpit, you know, you, you need to find somebody else. I'll just go ahead and retire. But if you want somebody to say, I am going to confront you, not just to do it, but, but you, I, listen, God called you. He's got a work for you to do. So let's just do it. Let's just suck it up. Let's square our shoulders. Hey guys, when we prayed through to the Holy Ghost, I knew who I was and what I was. It's a nothing, I still am a nothing. But you know what? I've never heard of a people come in and immediately they come in, they start like, what's wrong with the church? I don't know if I like the pastor or not. And none of that ever, maybe I was stupid, I don't know. None of that ever crossed my mind. Brother Patton, I was so glad that those folks prayed enough, that there was enough spirit of the Lord to get a hold of me and get me in an altar and they laid hands on me and prayed me through to the Holy Ghost. When I came to, I looked straight at them. Whatever you want me to do, that's what I'll do. They told me, and it was during the long hair time, the hippies, and you know, they said, cut your hair if your ears are showing. The Bible says, doesn't nature itself teach you this a shame for a man to have like nature even, nobody, why does anybody have to say anything about it? Okay, so I got my hair cut. I, I have a, you know, I, back then when I had hair, <laughs> it was really, really thick, and it just made an afro. It just, I mean, if I let it grow, it just goes on out. It curls all up. Y'all may not know that, but <laughs> Sister Donna might remember when I let it get a little bit long, you know, didn't really intend to, but it was kind of full. Yes, we just did what they told us to do. Whoever heard, I didn't even have an opinion. In fact, Brother Patton, one time, we, my wife and I had moved, uh, just moved. We got married in 1970, and we moved over, and I took a job for Georgia Pacific over in Allah, over in Urania. And I started going to Brother Buford Sims' church. And I remember my dad and I would talk and I was trying to preach. I felt my call. I wasn't doing much preaching. But I, I, 
I was talking to my dad about it, uh, about what brother, and that's just preacher talk, what you do. And it was, I can't even remember the subject right now. I said, Dad, you know, Brother Sims is a wonderful guy. I really love the guy, and he's doing a good job pastoring, and we had just voted him into the little church, had about 40 people, maybe 50 on the good Sundays. And my dad, you know, he did, he was kind of a, and Brother Patton remembers him very well. And I, I remember I said, yeah, but, you know, he, he he's wrong on this certain area. And, again, I can't, to save my life, I can't remember what it was. And my dad, he never even, he never even looked at me. He said, no, he, he's right. I said, no, and I said, no, no, dad, that's what we've talked about. We believe this way, and he believes it. I said, he's, and he never would look at me. He said, no, no, he, he's right, and you're wrong. And it took about the third time for me to realize it wasn't a heaven or hell issue. It was nothing about that. It, you know, things are all around the fringe and around the edge. It don't matter. I mean, it's your choice. There's some leeway here, you know. I don't tell you what side to part your hair on. What kind of shoes? What was it? Ugly shoes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, they look good. They caught my attention. They're just really shiny. <laughs> no, man, you're sharp. <laughs> Hallelujah. But we can get off on these things. He, 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 he's wrong. No, no, no. He got it, finally got it across. He is your pastor. He is the man of God. You are wrong and he is right. Don't forget it. And it's been... 40-something years ago, and I still hadn't forgot it, Brother Green. But we come in, look, oh, we like this, and we're like, what's he, you know what, shut up and march. Maybe we should shut up and pray through. Let me tell you something, sir. Hey, Amen, all this stuff, it don't make sense to you. I don't know why I'm doing this. Maybe I do know why. Hey, Amen, none of that counts. I don't do that. I don't believe it. Listen, if you'd pray through, if you would pray through the humanity, the carnality, the reasoning, you pray through all that smartness that you have, when you get up and those tear-stained, amen, clothes and all of that down your cheek, that's the, you would look at this world in a whole different way. Oh, that's just one little simple thing. That's why we call it pray through. Pray through fear, pray through pride, pray through doubt, all the other stuff, amen, that we were born in. Remember, we were born in sin, shaping in iniquity, and until we're born again of the water and of the spirit, we're still gonna look at things through a set of glasses that the enemy has helped us with, and we'll see all kind of craziness. Somebody told a preacher one time, they said, that's that speaking in tongues is the devil. He said, oh, is that what helped me get off of drugs? Oh, did the devil so help me quit cussing and quit lying and quit cheating? Amen. And going to church every Sunday and in a lot of other days, oh, the devil did that? I don't think so. Woo, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Any, anybody with us? Anybody helping us here just a little bit? Amen. Amen. And God said, I am watching over my word to perform it. You know, you know the, the, the Bible talked about people calling this foolishness. Foolishness. Nothing at all of that. What's it? You, you pray through, it'll all be different. Hallelujah. I am watching over my word. Jeremiah was sensitive enough in his relationship with God to see hope, to see assurance. Amen. Even in these harsh times. Verse 12, the Lord said, Jeremiah, thou hast seen well. Hallelujah, I'm glad you got it. I'm glad you got the understanding. Judgment was coming to Judah because of their wickedness. You know, you think we're gonna just go on? You think God's just gonna keep overlooking this? 
Hallelujah. They had forsaken the one true God. They had burned incense to other gods and worshiped the work of their own hands or idols is what it was. Amen. Not, not any different, not any difference that I can see, amen, from what America is doing right now. Amen. And he's, he's not going to just let that slide, folks. Amen. Let me just throw this in here. More than a million abortions performed every year in our country. That people, that, nowhere near that gets killed in the wars. We'll go out and try to kill each other. No, no, no. More than a million. Now let me, let me, let me, let me help you with this right here. 52% of all African-American pregnancies, 52% of African-American pregnancies, amen, end in abortion. 52. You talk about annihilating a people. Fifty-two percent. Oh, let's just do that. Amen. One very shocking study found that eighty-six percent of all abortions are done for the sake of convenience. We don't want it. Y'all know I'm not a judgment preacher. I just I don't I don't preach judgment. You know I I, I just don't. However, there is no hope for America as long as this mass slaughter of not just people, but innocent children. It doesn't take a genius to figure that out. If we allow that to go on all across our country, and our, our government not only approves of this, but they take our tax money, you paying for it, and pay for that. I said it the other night, amen. Uh, they had videos of them making deals about baby parts. Oh, they quickly jumped on that. Let's just stop all of that. Oh, you can't do that. People got arrested for that. People got charged for telling the truth. What kind of country do we leave? Listen, I'm gonna tell you, y'all, y'all put the flag up here and Ray Charles, especially singing America, I can tear up real, listen, I am a red-blooded America. But I said it a while ago, our country is going to hell in a handbasket and we're worried about who's gonna win the ball games and the golf tournament. And here's, here's our hope, folks. Here's that blossom, amen, in the cold weather. Here's that blossom down in the woods. Amen. There's a revival to be had. Amen. God has purchased it. He has shed his blood for it. That's where our attention ought to be. That's where our focus ought to be. I got to get another soul in here. I got to teach another Bible study. I got to tell somebody about the power of the Holy Ghost and baptism in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ that most people have just totally ignored. There's hope, folks. In the middle of that's what I'm getting. I'm not trying to paint a, a dark picture here, but I want us to understand things are not just going to keep going this smooth. Hallelujah. There's an evil world, and it's frightening to me. I don't know about you. Amen. I can get in politics and get to looking at it, and I get mad. That's why I can't. I mean, how can we be this dumb? Vote in people that keep lying to us and can't tell the truth. Somebody said, Did she lie? I said, Well, her lips are moving. I hate to be that distrustful, but you do learn a couple things after a while when you get older. I've seen this before. Amen. I hope you vote. I'm not telling you how to vote, but I would tell you after church. Hallelujah, if you, want, if you ask me. 
Hallelujah. Amen. How can we be happy? How can we be productive with all this evil? How can we raise our children in a country that has more tolerance for sin and abomination than for a Christian? They've asked God out of the school system, the public school, years ago. You can't come here. You're not allowed here. Here. So what do you think God's going to do? Is he, listen, he is long-suffering. He is patient. He is merciful. But after a while, there is a limit. How can we have revival during all of this? The vision supplies the answer. You want to know? The, get a vision. Evil is not everything. Listen, evil has a name. It has a beginning and it has an end. It's a thing, all right? Evil, amen. We cannot afford to be naive about evil, amen. It will be used by God. This is where we got to see this. It'll be used by the Lord, amen, to bring about good. I could go to scripture after scripture and show you how God does that. So when you got trouble, amen, here's what God's, yeah, he's trying to get your attention. He wants you to do something that you normally don't do and you don't really mean it if you do do it, amen, if everything's going well. So when you're up against a brick wall, that's when the best prayers are prayed. That's why the best prayers are prayed not in Pentecostal altars, but they're prayed in hospital emergency rooms. They're prayed in cemeteries. That's where the best, most sincere prayers are prayed. Can I hear an amen? Amen, when the pressure's on. Amen, when the trouble has come to your house. It seems like it's camped on your front doorsteps, moved into the spare bedroom. I just can't seem to get a break. And you finally do begin to pray, then you mean it. It's just not a trend that everybody's doing. It's not just a nice thing. No, it's something that I've got to, I've got to have an answer. And so I'm not going to let you go, Lord, until you bless me. Hallelujah. Amen. The good news is God uses these things, these bad situations and evil to accomplish his purpose. And when we know this, the hardships and the trials fail to shut us down. Hallelujah. I've read this for years. I, I think I've used that right here. I heard uh, uh, there's a water spider that takes a bubble of air. Lives in, probably got them down where we're from. Amen. He goes up to the top of the surface and he gets some little air somehow and he takes that bubble down and he puts it under a log or under a rock. And he goes back up again, gets some more air and takes it back puts it back down, and, and he puts enough air down under that rock or that log or whatever it is down there, amen, uh, to stay under the water for quite a while without surfing, surfacing. He is in the water, but he has overcome the water. When we understand that God will take this very burden that I'm having so much trouble with and use it for good, this hardship can become a motivation instead of a hindrance. A wicked world won't stop God from being God. And it doesn't stop him from loving and blessing his people. Hey, hallelujah. We underestimate God, and here's what we do. We do this all the time. And we overestimate the devil. We don't see what God is doing, so we conclude that he's doing nothing. I prayed and nothing. No, no, that, just because you didn't feel him and get your few goosebumps, just because nobody gave them a powerful message in tongues or prophecy or just, just because they didn't do that doesn't mean God's not doing something. 
The very trouble that you're in is moving you to a place where you can be more sensitive and give your attention to God. It doesn't mean he's doing nothing. We see everything evil and we think evil's in control. Boy, they got us overpowered. They've got us outnumbered. Just remember, Satan could do nothing to Job until God took down the hedge. Couldn't do nothing. Not a thing. All of our troubles, all of our pain, and all of our disappointment, every time someone hurts our feelings, it's all under the direction of God Almighty. You gotta see that. You gotta understand that. Otherwise, you'd feel like God's forsaken me. Oh, he put me in this wilderness to punish me. No, he didn't. He put you in there to save you. To stir you up where you'll pray a a sincere prayer of repentance, amen, and release your faith. The question on this issue is still the same. What do we see? That's what he asked the prophet. I'm almost done. Somebody ready to to pray? Somebody ready to pray through? Somebody want to look at God and say, God, you just tell me what to do. And mean that. I, I, I want real victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do, see, do you see yourself caught up in a wicked world with no way out? You keep listening to enough news and watching enough news, after a while you feel that. You see yourself never, never having power to get out of your dilemma? I'm just looking at that. Either way. No, 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 no. Romans 8, 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Ask a question, and he went on and answered it for us. Hallelujah. Good question. Amen. This is a question that defies the devil. It enrages hell. It frustrates the devil. When you stand up and say, oh, hallelujah, God's with me through thick and thin. He's walking by my side. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's never let me down. He never let anybody down. He's been blamed for it. Hallelujah. The the, the answer to that question is found in verse 37 of Romans 8, 37. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Listen, you are a winner. You are a conqueror. You are an overcomer. Amen. You are a powerful individual. Amen. God's chosen you. He's put his hand on you. He's brought you to this church. You're feeling his presence right now. Let's all stand together. Hallelujah. I'm almost done. Uh, listen, I, I hope we can, we can see, along with all the sin and the false doctrine, the, the branch of beautiful almond blossoms. Did you hear me? I said in the middle of all of this, I hope in our vision, our spiritual vision, I hope we can see something good in the middle of all of this. The judgment was coming because the people had abandoned their relationship with God. They'd taken up little religious rituals now to just appease that. You know, people today, well, I'm not a part of a church, but, you know, I'm spiritual. You know, I, really? I'm gonna gonna say this again that I've I've said this over and over and over again. God's not coming back after me 
and he's not coming back after you. We knew one woman that felt like that used to go to this church. She, she knew that, that God called his church the bride. She somehow got that mixed up. She said, when God comes back, she never told me this because I'd have got a stick to her or something. That when God come, come back, he was coming back after her because she was gonna be his bride. Really? God came and built a church. He said, the gates of hell, everybody say a church. He said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The, the hell can't even win. And this, but it wasn't an individual. It wasn't a person, a single person. So I'm saying, God's not coming back after me. And he's not coming back after you, but he's coming back after us. Amen. If you'll stay in the church. Because that's who he's coming for. He's coming for his church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And you're gonna see all kind of things in and around the church. If that's what you're looking for, you don't have to look very much. It's people because it's made of people. And we've confessed over and over that we're not perfect. If you're looking for the, somebody said, if you find a perfect church, don't go there because it wouldn't be perfect anymore after you got there. Don't go. If you, this is not perfect because humans and people are not perfect. But we do have the spirit of the Lord living in us. We are hungry for his, his blessings and his, his guidance. And he's, 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 uh, he does move among us. Hallelujah. Amen. But people just get a little little ritual. You see, it's funny. You see people, you know, you know they, they may look like a Jezebel, but they have a little cross. That makes it all all right. I've seen rappers. I've seen rappers because they put a big cross and they rap a while and cuss a while and do whatever else they do, but they got this cross like with a big old chain, like a logging chain made out of gold. And they think that does it. That's a mockery to God. That's a mockery. Crosses, no, nothing wrong with the cross. Amen. What, what are you telling people to look at that cross? How are you living? How are you acting? How are you behaving? But you see all of this stuff. Amen. These little rituals. Our society wants Jesus, but they don't want his cross. Not the real cross. I mean, they want a little hanging around their neck. I'm talking about the cross that you die on. No, 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 no. Because they want to sing the old song, and we're on about 5,000 verse on that song that he paid it all. That means we don't want to do anything. No, no, no. We need soldiers to march with us, live right with us, get in step with the church. Amen. Follow the leader. Hallelujah. Amen. Here, here's the truth of the matter. When you get Jesus, you get a cross. Hallelujah. Remember Jesus? Jesus caused a church split one time. Amen. When he had done a bunch of stuff and did miracles, and he just wheeled around on his disciples. He said, if you're going to be my disciples, you have, to, you have to take up your cross daily and follow me. You know, the Bible said that people left the church. They left him. You know why they were there? They were there because they wanted fishes and loaves and miracles and they wanted all the good stuff. They didn't want a cross, but that's exactly what he told them. So they, they went looking for them a more charismatic church. They weren't going to look for some other kind of denomination where the preacher would be nice. I tell people here, Brother Pat, I say, if I want to be treated nice, I just go to Walmart. They have a greeter and have these little smiley faces. I, I, I'm not looking for a place for people to be nice. I'm going to try to be nice to you, but, but listen, I want to be saved. I, don't, I want to be ready for, for the rapture. Hallelujah. I got to hurry. I got to hurry. Hey, I'm right on time. I'm not keeping you too much overtime here. Amen. The, Jeremiah said something in chapter one of Jeremiah, verses 18 and 19. Watch this, verse 18. For behold, I have made 
the, this day, a defense, listen, y'all need to listen to me, a defense city and an, an iron pillar and brazen walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, against the princes thereof, against the priests thereof, against the people of the land. I have made thee this day a defense city. I've built walls around you. I am protecting you. I'm looking out for you. I'm blessing you. I'm with you. Hallelujah. Verse 19, and they shall fight against thee, but they shall not, y'all need to hear me. They shall fight against you, but they, they shall not prevail against thee. Why? Why? Because I am with thee, saith the Lord, to deliver thee. He said, Abraham, it's all about what you see. Abraham, look to the north, south, east, west, all that you see, he said, I'll give it to you. But you know what that came after? That came after the separation of Noah and Lot. Read it in the Bible. Soon as he separated from all that fear and doubt and all of that pride and all that selfishness, just gave it up. That's when he said this. Now, Abraham, you look to the north, south, east, and west. And whatever you see, you ever, you ever, you know, men are worse than women. You know, men are focused more. Not smarter, I gotta qualify that. Men can just focus in. That's why we can't find anything in the refrigerator or in the cabinet. I'm telling you the truth, it's real. <laughs> My wife will say, it, that, whatever it is, it's right there. You know, and I'll open up and I see all kind of, my dyslexia just really goes nuts. And she's, no, it, no, it's right there. And she'll walk in there and she loves to do this. I can tell. Just push me out and reach right up and there it is. It's right in front of me. There it is. Man, I'm wishing I, you know, once in a while it's happened. She goes in it and it's not there. And I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh-huh. Yeah, right there. Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, but a female, a woman, Maybe it's because, you know, they have a lot of kids that used to, or a lot of them still do. And they have to, they, have to, they can just walk in a room and they can see everything in the room. A guy, he, he picks out one thing. He's focused, he can't see nothing else. <laughs> is that true, Kim? Is that right? That is true, you know. <laughs> a guy just can't, he can focus in on one thing and deal with that. Hallelujah. <laughs> what do you see? <laughs> we we got to, Guys, ladies too, we got to get focused in on victory. Deliverance is available. Help is, is here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm going to close. I, I'm, I'm going to close. It almost seems negative, but I, I, I'm going to close with this. They used to put blinders on, on the old mule and on the old horse. Now, I, I went on a website and I just typed that in. And You know, they still got places where they train mules. Out west, out in Arizona, I just went to one of those sites. Where I I didn't want to make I wanted to make sure that I told you what was right, but this is what I remembered and it was right. They put blinders on them, and I'm like, what What is really the real reason they put? You know, you know what they a, a, a horse or a mule? They have a peripheral that they can see all the way around, all the way around on this side. It's almost the whole distance, and then they got two eyes, so you you can't hardly. It's like a predatory animal. You know, they have to watch out for things. And so they can see a mountain lion or a bear or a wolf. They can see all, they can just look straight ahead and they can see all around there. And there's a little place right at the tip of their nose that they can't see and, and right at the place, certain place right in the center, right where the tail is, that they can't see that. Everything else, they can see it. 
That's why you got to watch out. Slipping up on a mule, he can kick you sideways. And, he, and a mule kicks hard. But, the, but workers who would hook them to a, in a harness, they would put leather or plastic blinders right here where they can't see anything. You know what they want them to do? They want them to focus right down that row where they're pulling that plow or right where they're pulling that, that slide with the logs on it and all of this and work mules, amen. So, so the idea is to keep them focused on what was straight in front of them and not be distracted. Now here, here's my closing point. You gotta be aware, you gotta know how the enemy works because I want it to be a blessing to you. I want you to get loose from that and get victory over that. The power of the Lord is here to help you with this, but you gotta understand something. The devil wants to harness us up, hook us to a heavy load, and put the blinders on us. Did you hear me? I said that's what the devil wants to do. But, there's, but, but all the while, we're pulling that load and we can't seem to get out. Brother James, we can't seem, it, it, listen, and all the while we're passing right by the blessings of the Lord and the help of the Lord and the promises of the Lord. Amen, you can get loose from this and get out of this. Amen, there's more than just, maybe you can't, you're not just going straight at it. It may be over here or over here. Ooh, I, I, I love what I'm feeling right now. I feel like somebody's getting a hold of this. I just got a symptom to tell you, listen, I hope you're seeing the blossoms. I hope you're seeing the blessing. I'm hoping that you're seeing, maybe, maybe there is a way out of this because the enemy wants you to be hopeless. I'm just gonna be hurting and suffering and, and I'll be under this thing for the, no, 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 no. Listen, we got a guy coming next week. I, I, another thing, amen, Sister Hyann just breaks my heart, amen. Dennis Granger, they have a little baby or had a little baby uh, in probably about 1983 or 84. They just hadn't been up here long. And somehow that little infant child got a fever and it got too high and it messed that little, he's preaching for us. In fact, I told him, y'all get ready. I said, just tell about your baby. And it lived 30 something years. It was their baby. Hey, I could just I could just start boohooing with him about that. Him and her are so it died just a little just a couple of months back. And they are walking around like zombies. They had that it stayed a baby. I don't think it ever learned to walk. It never learned to talk, but it was their baby from God. But you know what? I believe that with the help of the church, help of good praying saints of God, I believe they're gonna come through this thing, come out of this thing. Amen. Don't you ever think that the devil's got us. He didn't give us the Holy Ghost to make us miserable. There's joy. Amen. And the Bible, here's, here's what scares the enemy so much. He don't want you to get happy. He don't want you to get over that. Here's why. He said, because the joy of the Lord is your strength. When you start doing this, when you start shouting, when you start praising, then you get powerful. I feel the power of the Lord, amen. Y'all come on, let's put our hands together right now. Amen, let's take these blinders off. Amen, let's start seeing some things that God has provided for us. Amen, if you'd like to get out in the aisle, that's okay with me. If you wanna make your way to the altar, hey, invite somebody with you. Hey, come on, let's come up here and get ready to go here. Amen, y'all get ready to do that baptismal. Can't stop praising his name, Jesus. Oh, I just can't stop praising his name. I just can't stop 
Praising his name, I just can't stop. Praising his name, Jesus. Oh, I just can't stop. I can't stop. Praising his name, I just can't stop. Praising his name, I just can't stop. Praising his name, Jesus. Each shall bow. And never return confess that Jesus Christ is Lord forever. One day every knee shall bow. And never return confess that Jesus Christ is Lord forever. Oh, lift up your voice and lift up your voice and sing. Clap your hands. Joyful oh, blow the trumpet! Oh, we praise you for the victory. Praising for the victory. Yeah, the weapons we use sing. The weapons we use are not bombs. Worship is the way. Battle is won. Oh, this is the way. We praise you for the victory. Praising for the victory. I said I just can't stop. Praising His name, I just can't stop. Praising his name, I just can't stop. Praising his name, Jesus. Yeah, I just can't stop. Praising his name, I just can't stop. Praising his name, I just can't stop. Praising his name, Jesus. Oh, lift up your voice and lift up your voice and sing for joy. Clap your hands, make a joyful noise. Oh, we praise it for the victory. The weapons we use sing. The weapons we use are not bombs. Worship is the way. Oh, this is the way. We praise it for the victory. I said I just can't stop. Praising his name, I just can't stop. Praising his name, I just can't stop. I can't stop, I won't stop, oh no, I can't stop, praising his name, I just can't stop, praising his name, I just can't stop, praising his name, Jesus, oh, I said I, I gotta praise, I gotta praise and I gotta get it out, I gotta praise, oh, I said I, I gotta praise. I gotta praise and I gotta get it out. I gotta praise. Oh, I said I, I gotta praise. I gotta praise and I gotta get it out. I gotta praise. Oh, I said I, I gotta praise. I gotta praise and I gotta get it out. I gotta praise. Yeah, I just can't stop. Praising his name, I just can't stop. Praising his name, I just can't stop. Praising his name, Jesus. Yes, I just can't stop. Just can't stop. Praising his name, I just can't stop. Praising his name, Jesus. Praising his name, I just can't stop. Praising his name, I just can't stop. Praising his name, Jesus. 
praising his name, I just can't stop. Praising his name, I just can't stop. Praising his name, Jesus. Jesus, glory, Jesus. Amen. Look right over here. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. About to have a baptismal service here. Amen. Sister Madison Steiner. Hallelujah. Amen. This is a wonderful, wonderful thing. This is a command of the Lord. Amen. To be baptized in his name. Amen. In the book of Luke. Amen. Jesus, even after his resurrection, amen, talking to his disciples, he said that repentance and remission of sins must be preached among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. The disciples knew very well what he was talking about. And so when they got there and the question was asked, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter stood up with the 11, amen, and said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus. What was he saying? That's how you get your sins remitted. Jesus had just commanded them that it must be preached, Amen. So Madison has never spoken in tongues. Amen. But she's repented of her sins. But here's what we're going to do just in case. Y'all want to just pray a repentant prayer. We all need it. You know, I, I, I do it every day. Amen. And so that's a good way to, why don't we just ask God to just forgive us of our sins. Madison's going to do the same thing. God, please forgive us. Amen. We're sorry for our humanity and our carnality and everything that's unlike you, Lord. Hallelujah. Please forgive us, God, in the name of the Lord Jesus. We want to do better? Amen. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we ask you in the name of the Lord. We repent before you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Madison, when, when Brother Chad puts you down and you're going to put you all the way under, this is a type of the grave. It's a watery grave. Amen, but you're gonna go down and we're gonna speak the name of Jesus Christ over you. It's gonna be a burial and a resurrection right here in the name of the Lord. And when you come out of the water, I want you to lift both hands to the Lord. He has forgiven you already, but the sins needs to be washed away and remitted. And I want you to begin to thank him because he promised you and everybody else, he promised you the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I want you to receive that, even if it's baby talk. But when you began, it'll be you, your lips, your mouth, your tongue. Amen. And and your human nature is going to try to hold back on that because it sounds ridiculous. Amen. Because you're smart and you just don't want to say something you don't know what you're saying. But if you'll step out by faith, I promise you, when you begin to do it, you will feel something that you have never, ever felt before. It's called the Holy Ghost. Amen. If you're willing to follow my instructions, when you come out of the water, we're going to worship and praise with you. And some of us are probably going to be speaking in tongues too. Amen. Speaking in the spirit. And so we ask you to join with us. Amen. And when you do, we're going to claim you in the name of Jesus. In fact, I've already claimed you in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sister Madison, if you all get ready, hold the nose upon the profession of your faith. And in obedience to the great word of the Lord, we now baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of all of your sins. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's give him praise and thanksgiving. Thank you, Jesus. God, for filling Madison with the Holy Ghost today. Thank you for fulfilling this promise. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Shout it out and glory. Thank you for the promise. Make it louder. Jesus, we shout your name. Jesus, we thank your praise. Yeah, go ahead in the name of the Lord. Name. My God, you forever and ever. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank Sing it out, sing it out, for the Lord is good. Shout it out loud, you are glorious. Glorious. Shout it out and glorious. Make it louder. Jesus, we shout your name. Jesus, we make your praise glorious. You are glorious. Hallelujah. Oh, God, you are glorious. Yeah. My God, you reign forever and ever. How great your name. Oh, your love. Forever and ever. Hallelujah. You the same. Shout it out. Shout it out. Shout it out. If you know he's good, sing it out. Out for the Lord is good. Shout it out loud. You are glorious, glorious. Shout it out and glorious. Make it louder. Jesus, we shout your name. Jesus, we make your praise go. Anybody else, anybody else that's never been baptized, if you'd like to be baptized in the name of Jesus, hey, just wave your hand, wave one finger. Amen, we'll get you in here while we got it open. Hallelujah. Amen, church, make sure that you don't forget. Amen, don't forget the announcements. Look around and see a guest. Make sure you shake hands with them. Make them welcome. God bless you. You're dismissed in the name of Jesus. Jesus, you shine for all the world to see. You are glorious. Shine, Jesus, you shine for all the 
Jesus. Say shine, shine, Jesus. You shine for all the world to see. You are glorious. You are glorious. Sing oh. Parents of Miranda's Sunday School Classroom, don't forget to touch in with Sister Miranda before you leave today. She'll be in her classroom here in the next few minutes. God bless you.